Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 7, Episode 15, Something They Need. What is? What did they need? Guns? They need guns. <laughs> Lots of guns. Who's the they? Uh, it's Neo, and he's talking to Tank. <laughs> and Tank says, what do you need? He goes, guns. Lots of guns. And shh, this came yeah. whirring, whirring through. Racks and racks of guns came through on the backs of these defenseless women. Uh-huh. And they took off and flipped them to bird. Flip, flipped the uh, Trinity to bird. They sure did. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I felt very conflicted watching this. Like, are the good guys like this? They're this is just is just a heist. Yeah, I, I mean, like, like, how much different is this from what Negan's doing to them? Right. I like, mean, you've got the greater good angle, but that's sure. you know, to to uh, Grandma McGee, that angle's probably obtuse. It's 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 not. Uh, oh, I mean, Negan also plays that card, right? Sure. Yeah. We just want everybody to get along, right. follow the rules, yeah. work together. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, that's all nice when you say it, but what do your actions plus, actually say? Plus, plus, uh, Tara's like, "Hey, we'll bring these back when we're done." Uh, yeah. The garbage people just going to give them back? Like, like they're, they're oh, that's so, a good question. Yep. There, there's so many assumptions based on this plan, and it seems increasingly like a desperate gamble. Um, I'm actually kind of wondering whether they're going to zig, and this is going to blow up in Rick's face. It could, yeah. Um, but I don't know. It just seems seems extreme to go all in on trusting the garbage people rather than maybe spending a little bit more time persuading the ocean siders who mm-hmm. yeah you took them hostage and blew up some shit and they seem like they really uh, except for grandma mcgee be interested in giving you a uh that's a thing i don't understand why it's an all or nothing here right uh brings the people in from this group from uh-huh. oceanside to alexandria and yeah like most of the soldiers of this group seem like they were on board it's 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 just natanya on top and you know the one thing i the one thing i might say is you know, in defense of that is maybe Negan would know some of these people or potentially all or a lot of these oh, people. Oh, so when they're coming to assault his compound and kill him, he'll be like, oh, no, no, I don't know. No, because no, they they can't just go like, all right, well, we're ready. Let's roll. Yeah. Um, they'd have to bring them back to Alexandria. And then, you know, they can maybe hide a Daryl, but can they hide I guess. 15 I don't, I don't people know. from Oceanside? I don't know why they would have to. I mean, you say that, but it seems like also they could – just, just you know, you leave a couple of Rick's uh, people there to like to be a liaison and kind of communicate and train, uh-huh. and then when you're ready to do the assault, you, you you get everybody together. Well, she won't let that happen. The 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 de facto leader of this place. But, but what I'm saying is like it's not allowing. And that. I, and I get it because like there's been many points where Rick's team's been divided, but Rick is you know got the dictatorship going, mm-hmm. and um, no one's willing to brook him. So I guess. You know, I see Natanya, and she seems not impressive in any kind uh-huh. of way. So it's hard for me to understand how she has such an iron grip on the group. But yeah, I mean, maybe if I was just seeing stringy, wild, wild beard hair Rick coming out of the woods in season five, I'd think the same thing. So I, I mean, I, yes. I know that happens. You got a leader, and and even though you got five or six badasses in the community that don't agree with them, like that's there's still a far cry from openly defying them. Sure, right. But it still seems kind of like, you know, the the Aaron that just wants awesome things to happen seems like <laughs> yeah, well. she should just get on board, yo. Yeah, sometimes that Aaron needs to take a step back. Uh-huh. Um, and, and maybe not not all the time. Uh-huh. Awesome things don't have, have to happen every second of no. the show. But 
I guess that's you know, true. I, I'm kind of with you. There's an awesome, there's an I want to see awesome things Jim out there, too, uh-huh, uh-huh. who's waiting for next week, I hope. <laughs> uh, but this was actually oh, a pretty... I think I think that Jim's going to be disappointed. <laughs> this was actually a pretty good episode, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think maybe Oceanside was the weakest part of it uh, for me, but I, I think, you know, a lot of those conversations just with Sasha in this cage and conversations between Nian and Eugene, I thought, were pretty effective. I certainly found myself I, I do think watching this, them instead of trying to pick them apart i did like this slightly more restrained negan yeah, i say yeah. slightly because like i you know obviously i don't need him to go to like governor levels of boring mm-hmm. but i liked you know just a performance he was still saying the same stuff and doing a lot of the same mannerisms but everything was just dialed back 10 or 15 percent. i felt like it worked a lot better i feel like it's because they didn't want him shouting in a concrete box <laughs> right like it's too loud it's too loud jeffrey take it down right yeah <laughs> yeah it was hurting the kid they were firing uh, filing union complaints the, <laughs> the, the, the tracks camber, were clipping it was bad yeah yeah it's bad yeah bad situation for audio um do you think that's any coincidence that Michael Slovis was the one who directed this episode, and it seemed like it was actually fairly So, so if people don't know, Michael Slovis was one of the people responsible for the signature look of better uh, Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad, for yeah. example. He was like uh-huh. the, 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 the DP of that show. Right. I don't know. I mean, I felt like things were just a little bit dynamic, more dynamic, um, and there were some smart decisions made, and there wasn't didn't seem like there had to be as much choppy editing, to, which which I've seen a lot this season, which I've always just chalked up to like editing around the questionable directorial decisions, um, <laughs> right? So maybe, yeah, maybe I'm, I was just impressed they scored him. Yeah, I mean, I I think it certainly helped. Um, it, maybe that was part. Maybe he directed, you know, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, JDM to yeah. to bring it down just a bit. Hey, let me show you a couple scenes, clips you know? of uh, Brian Cranston. Right. And, and see how he generates Look at the subtlety you know. right, he's using right. here. Uh, but, yeah, maybe maybe that helped a little bit. I also don't think it was terribly written this time. Um, so that helps. Yeah, there is a couple of um, – I, I want to talk – one of the things I want to bring up is the the compounding problem of Eugene – uh, and his his mannerisms and, and performance and how that is just really doing some of these uh, this melodrama between him and and uh, Sasha no favors. Okay, sure, uh, we'll get there. Why don't we get into the recap before we get into the episode proper? Uh, boy, oh boy, do we have a lot of stuff coming out and a lot of stuff relevant to Walking Dead fans. First of all, we played the last episode of the Michonne saga from the Telltale Walking Dead. Right, that's going to be exclusively for club members later this week. Uh, the the end of the Storm and Norma saga. Yeah, it's a good one. Yep, I laughed, I cried, mm-hmm. I kissed uh, Michonne goodbye, and uh, we also have uh, there uh, uh, a movie podcast for There Will Be Blood, maybe Aliens, mm-hmm. uh, and also next this Monday we're gonna have a full coverage of uh, Scarlett Johansson's Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, uh, she wrote and directed it. And uh, produced it. She did. It's, it's, a, it's a Scar. It's, it's a Scarlett Johansson joint. She designed the silicone bodysuit. Uh-huh. She did it all. And we all, all. I don't know if we talked about this, but we're doing um, uh, a podcast with Jason Cabasi from uh, the, the the Walking Dead podcast for FX's Legion. Mm-hmm. If you want to get your other comic book uh, fandom stuff on, what am I missing? I feel like there's one more thing. No. And then, no, you know, it. starting, starting to, it's, it's getting crazy, see for baldmove.com, because starting the next weeks, we got Better Call Saul coming back, Fargo coming back, and The Leftovers coming back. So yeah. that's, if, if you're winding down The Walking Dead and you want to keep following us, we do not stop. It's year-round, and that's what's coming to, coming down the pipe. 
All right. Gross sea zombies are being teased as Tara comes clean in voiceover to Rick about the seaside group being loaded with guns. Uh, Carl and Enid talk about, do you remember the people you've killed? Uh, and Carl uh, uh, affirms that he does. Uh they uh these zombies that i I mentioned they're they're pretty pirates of the caribbean they're very davy jones crew they got barnacles shooting out of their face and starfishes coming out their assholes which is ironic when you think about it and like their skin is slogging off and there's i mean it's it's if if you like zombie porn it's 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 cool i do i thought it was cool Uh, they're, they're, they're streaming off of a wrecked cargo container ship rick says you don't have to feel bad if things go south and tara's like well too bad because like i'm totally lying and double crossing People who saved my life. Um, and mm-hmm. she's going to have a change of heart, which I don't fully understand. We can explore that later. Yeah. Um, what? So what's your feeling about them handling this whole Tara coming clean essentially through a monologue to baby Judith and a voiceover off camera to Rick? Yeah, I don't, I don't really like that. It feels with, you know, and again, if this was a really tautly written show, but, but there's, there's, there's some fat. Like yeah. like we could have we could have used a couple minutes over the last few weeks establishing some of these things because it, it mm-hmm. does seem a little out of out of left field for me. Uh, Maggie back at Hilltop is giving farming instructions to some dumbass with a top knot. Uh, you think she's he's moving in on her? Because I, I got a little uh, I, I got some feeling that uh, maybe hmm. he's seeing her as the uh, hot mom to be, and mm-hmm. she's recently single. And you know he's uh, he, he's a, he's a hot dude at the top knot, and yeah, like, do you, maybe. Do maybe. you really think he needs that much tarpon help? Or I don't know. I I, I mean, to, I didn't pick up on that vibe. Maybe I'm obtuse, but is he, uh, is he open to uproot her blueberry bush? <laughs> oh boy, I don't even understand that analogy. But uh-huh. yes, definitely he is. Uh, I thought I thought so. I thought there was some romance in air, and Maggie just kind of smiled and like, yeah. Nah, you're not. You you don't want. You don't want any of this farming. Yeah, you're, you're, you I feel like she was trying to be a, a little bit more of a hands off um, in this situation. Like, let these people right. figure out some stuff for themselves. You know, help them with the knowledge that I have. Right. Um, but don't do everything for them. Get them involved. Right. Um, she could have, yeah, spread that tarp out. Well, she's gonna be laughing at the other side of her mouth when he tarps all their crops and kills them because he doesn't <laughs> <Right>. understand. <laughs> exactly what they're trying to do here yeah uh speaking of blueberry bush she's got an eye on one she saw outside the walls that might be young enough to transplant so she's going to go off to do that as gregory gregory is just going around creepily recording shit in his journal for some reason mm-hmm. <laughs> this dude in a suit with scribbling furtive notes you know behind everyone's back it's it's entertaining uh michonne in some nondescript woods in georgia no doubt not really georgia fake fake Virginia, Georgia, uh, is climbing a tree to take up a spot awaiting a signal from Tara. Apparently she's establishing some kind of overwatch position, waiting for a signal so she can spring into action. Right. Now, we've never seen Michonne be good at shooting. That's true, 100%. In fact, they've established that she's not a great shot, mm-hmm. I, but, I, but I guess I like the faith. Like, you know who would be really good? What would be, who would be clutch right now? Hmm. Sasha. She would, yeah. She Sasha up in that tree could could do some work. Yeah, I'd believe it. Michonne is just reduced to flop sweating when the pressure's on, as we'll see here soon. Uh-huh. But whatever, you know, you got to have someone doing doing stuff uh, with a with a scope, and she's going to be the one. Yeah, I felt like 
this episode they were real deep in their bench. Like you got Michonne in <laughs> sure. the tree with a sniper rifle. Sure. You got Tara as the negotiator. They, they got they got the fucking they got the long snapper kick and field goal. Like they they don't know right. what to do. Just, 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 Gabriel's got a gun. Yeah, Who gave Gabriel yeah. a gun? Yeah, yeah, he did. It's crazy. Uh, I'd give the gun to the little girl and and give her knife to Gabriel. That's that's more of a fit there. Yeah. Uh, Aaron and Eric are having a talk. Uh, Eric has recently flipped the script on on fighting Negan. He's like, I, I get it. I get why we're out here. That that slavery to the saviors is just going to get you beaten or killed. Yeah. So might as well fight and die with their boots on. Um, I thought that was pretty good. Jesus and Daryl are also off planting explosives, which we're not quite sure what they're going to do with at this point. Uh, they're discussing Rosita and Sasha. And, again, I find it frustrating that no one – you know, Jesus is like, oh, I wish I tried to talk her out of it more. But there's no mention of, like, I guess the the basic foolhardiness and the fact that if they succeed mm-hmm. in the mission, that this could fatally accelerate the timetable. Yeah. Since they're fairly recognizable Alexandrians. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I thought they're I, – I would I would like to see Daryl and Jesus maybe like I, – I understand where they're going, but they could really bonus here. we got to move fast. There's a sense of urgency now that we might not have had otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, although they do have a, some kind of nebulous time limit with the trash people too. Uh, let us see. What else we got going on? Oh, uh, back at the Savior Complex, some rapist comes in to quote-unquote yeah. talk with Sa- Sasha, gets headbutted for his efforts – then Negan catches him in uh, mid mid attempted rape and uh, puts a big ass knife through his throat. Yeah, for pig his sticker. trouble. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely a pig sticker, and this guy is definitely a pig. <laughs> uh, he then sidles up to Sasha and says, "I really admire your beach ball size lady balls. Mm-hmm. Upgrade over Carl's watermelon size little boy balls." Oh yeah, I guess gone full beach be. ball, right? Uh, I mean, the average beach ball is bigger. I mean, I'm not saying oh, may, yeah. maybe Carl's a state fair winner, and this is like you know not, <laughs> this not is like a fifty pound. Yeah, he's at fifty pound, and this is more. This isn't a concert beach ball. This is just you know uh-huh. modest, slightly bigger than a basketball. So right. it's, it's all he didn't specify. It's true. But I'm assuming that that uh, her lady balls are bigger than Carl's, mm-hmm. uh, and gives her four options. Uh, here's my pig sticker. You can try to kill me, but it ain't going to work because I'm on my feet and you're flat-footed and I've got the baseball bat right here ready to... Yeah. Yep. Uh, you can slit your wrist with it. You can wait for Rapey Davy to come back and eat your face off. Or you can kill Davy and work for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that seems like, I, I don't know, a, a lot of... Um, I'd say it's a false dichotomy, but it's more a false quad quadrami. There's four options. There's a, there's yeah, a myriad I mean, there's of a, options. Well, there's certainly an unstated fifth option here, which is I pretend to work for you and I bide my time until I can either escape or kill you. Or option six. Which is the option that she chose, right? I'm going to kill Davey. I'm going to wait behind this door, and as soon as you open it up and saunter in, I'm going to stick you. I mean, there's, like, all kinds of things. Option seven, I mutate and I slide out under that door. (laughs) Right. I don't know. Right. Uh, so so he quizzes. He's like, I gotta know if Rick's in on this little thing. And she's like, Oh no, no, Rick, you're a bitch. And she does, I guess, a good job covering for him. But I again, I don't have any stock and faith in Negan's ability to read people. Yeah, and he's a little bit more cautious and wise in his interactions with Sasha than I've seen otherwise. But mm-hmm. I still, I still don't don't have any confidence that he's going to be able to correctly uh, 
uh, figure out the situation. He's. Did you notice he's got a a tattoo that says bison, bison? on his bicep? Is that what he calls his biceps? Bison. <laughs> yeah, bat- battling buffalo biceps. Bison. I, bison biceps. I don't know, man. Uh, he's also what does got, that mean? On, on his other forearm, he's got what looks like a tattoo of Rick's gun. Maybe he's just like really. You know, that's going to be his new uh, Lucille. So we've Petunia seen a- and Lucille. He's got Lucille on one and Petunia on the other. We've so let's say you know he collects kind of tattoos of the people that he's subjugated. Sure. I mean, maybe he has a tiger tattoo somewhere, and maybe he's met somebody mm. in another community that you know it's not out of the question. We got a guy with a tiger here, a guy with a bison. What's he tattoo for claiming Eugene? The Jar mullet. pickles or Grimly Gook? Uh, jar pickles. Jar pickles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's about right. Uh, we do. So we talked not too long ago about this weird rule that Negan had about no rape, right? Right. And we were like, "How is that possible? What is what is the circumstance under which there's no rape in here?" And it seems like he's fairly serious about it. Right. Uh, and and it seems to be a rule that isn't just designed to benefit him or or you know to. It's not like he all of his rules are bad. Yeah. Which. I don't know if that muddies the waters with how you feel about him. I still think he's a piece of shit. Oh, but. no. I, it certainly doesn't me because he's one of those douchebags that defines rape as, like, forcible at gun or knife point, screaming no, no, please oh, help. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, no other, like, the coercive rape that he does on a nightly basis with his wives, right. not a problem. He's a perfect gentleman. So, like, no, I'm not going to – this doesn't conflict how I feel about Negan. He's still a fucking monster. Mm-hmm. He's okay. just a monster with – just enough uh, lawful evil in him to to uh, make him. I mean, I don't even want to say interesting. I guess. So, what is the purpose of that rule within his society that he's crafting here? Uh, like, how does that how, how does that benefit the his plan? I mean, there's a couple of ways you can analyze it. I guess number one is it makes him seem different um, and makes the women that he he takes over and offers marriage proposals more, I guess, compliant. I, you know, that, that he's got rules and he's just not yeah. an animal. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be, I mean, I don't know, there could be something in his backstory that makes it, uh, like, you know, his mom got raped in an alley or something, and that's just something that's just a personal anathema to him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the other thing is, like, he also knows that maybe if he lets uh, the people go wild with, with raping women, it's going to jeopardize, like, one of the ways he maintains control and empowers is he controls access to the women, all the good-looking women in the complex. So he uses those as, like, ways to pay people back and non-sexual favors. And if he just lets people willy-nilly rape, then he loses that control. Well, he – I I mean, he seems to have a, a fairly – um <laughs> catholic philosophy here he's he's like shutting down the sexualization of people right like uh-huh. like he's shutting down any sex sexual impulse that they would have because if he's got all the women mm-hmm. and rape is forbidden right there's there's no sexual outlet for them right, right. so how so that how does he keep his people at bay uh, maybe he channels with, that frustration into violence and anger which okay. he sees as right. something he can use you know yeah um, i suppose you can do that um to a point but i think at right. some point people's sexual frustration will come out sure and to be fair i don't think that he forbids sex between anybody Does he but he collects like he all gets, the women right? he gets first <laughs> like, he gets first choice first dibs like if okay. you yeah Jesus. if you if you, if you yeah. wine and dine one of the women whose men you've just killed then 
then and she doesn't want to get married to Negan, then he'll be magnanimous enough to allow it. But yeah. I, I, it's, it's just fucking weird. weird. Yeah. It's weird, and it's like it a, it's it's a. I feel like maybe it's a little bit more interesting in the comics, but at this point, it's just this really weird moral picadillo that he's got. But it's like I I mean yeah, it's, it feels like pissing up the rope discussing it. Okay. Uh, so she gets locked in the cell uh, in the dark with this proto-zombie rapist, uh, and he goes away. Eugene then comes and visits the blanket, and she goes, could you just tell Negan to come back? I, I, I would rather have him in here, the, the man to beat to death, the man that I love, than your fucking mullet. <laughs> but he's got a blanket, a pillow, water, and a lantern, and she says, what did they do to you? And he says, they're keeping me safe. Mm-hmm. I was delusional, nutting up for the RV raid to uh, help out Maggie, and I was confronted face first with the fact that I'm essentially powerless and still a giant fucking useless wuss, and uh, being here means I'll never have to be in a position where I'm that afraid again. Yeah, I mean, he, he understands he's not a brave man, you know? Right. Even though he's had his moments, we've seen him shine from time to time, he's not cut out for it. But here's the big problem. Yeah. I don't necessarily... I think Sasha is stupid, and she's dumb for allowing herself to be in this position. Like, like this is entirely foreseeable consequence uh-huh. of the thing that she did, which also might fuck up the group of people that I actually like. Yeah. Eugene, I don't particularly like for anything but comic relief, and I feel like the showrunner is leaning on him for comic relief, has kept him in this infantile backwards talking weirdo like i i can barely relate to the conversation he's having even though otherwise i might get engaged because he's just talking this weird pseudo military nerd speak and he's got this weird crazy affect to him and i just don't there's there's nothing for me to like get grounded in his performance and it's kind of unintentionally hilarious like when they need him to be serious and and sell me that there's some pathos here he can't do it he can't do it Hmm. Yeah, I guess I don't have that same that same issue with him. Huh. I, so you're able I mean, to it, separate and just like when he's like emoting and like you know choking me, back I, tears and yeah. I mean it's it's on the face of it kind of silly, but if you kind of you know try and brush that stuff aside and say what is he actually saying here and get to his point, um, you know that's buried underneath all the jargon and the uh, just awkwardness. Then yeah, I, I mean I think. It's an interesting conversation, um, and it, it certainly clarifies kind of where he stands, you know, yeah. in relation to is he is he an Alexandrian who's just working undercover here, or is he actually part of Negan's compound, Negan's forces? I I think at this point, you know, he's fully on Negan's side. He's yeah, at least until the tide turns, and then he'll he'll move on to the next side that he can be on. I, I just feel like it's giving Bobcat Goldwaite from, like, Police Academy 5 a big speech to give. And they're like, uh-huh. you know, Bobcat, why are you the way is, <laughs> well, you know, my dad used to beat me, and I got this out-of-control substance abuse problem, and, like, <laughs> I feel real bad about myself. And, like, okay, what the hell? All right, man. Yeah, like, yeah. he could be, like, given an Oscar-worthy performance. And I'm like, no, man, I can't get past it. I can't get past your performance. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I, I don't know if I could either <laughs> with that so. particular – Mannerism. Uh, anyway, Sasha says, I can't take you serious anymore. I'm like, Aaron, get the fuck out. Uh, uh-huh. Davey starts to come back, but we then cut away to Maggie just hacking at that blueberry bush with her yeah. little garden and trowel. And yeah. Gregory comes up, kind of admits that he's a shit, 
and wants to talk things over and wants to start things anew. And Maggie kind of calls him on every step of the way. Um, then she kind of relents after he's he's shown his belly enough to her. And she says, hey, watch my back while I struggle with this bush for another five minutes or so. Uh-huh. And there's a moment where he thinks about killing Maggie in cold blood, but there's enough decency in him. Or I don't know that he thinks he can do it because I'm like, oh, please try. Yeah. Please, because like with a half torn uterus and a garden trowel, she will still hand you your ass, Gregory. She will. Uh, sure. But he doesn't. And there's a zombie pops up, and he's like, "Oh well, I should defend the uh, pregnant woman." And but he's 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 too big of a fucking idiot to to do it. So she goes forward to kill the zombie with her garden trowel. Then this is where things get stupid. A stealth zombie comes out and yeah. attacks him, and he's rolling on the ground with it, going, "Maggie, Maggie, help!" And she's in the background, kind of struggling with this zombie for, for some like twenty seconds. She's there. She she does. She's an experienced seasoned zombie killer she should not be struggling with this one walker her womb is 97.3 percent torn if she can climb out a moon roof in a trailer <laughs> and she can jump over a fence and uh-huh. lean down to clear some blueberry bushes uh-huh. she should be able to stab this walker in the head you don't know, which you're essentially a gynecologist. has you know, you're just talking <laughs> about your ass essentially has a bowl of jello on its shoulders right like she could grab it and squeeze it <laughs> yeah. And it would be disintegrate in her hands. Like, why is she struggling she with this? Back, she could just backpedal slowly, and it would just fall apart like some it kind would. of like like an at at walker with all of its bolts taken <laughs> right. out. It would just fall apart. Yeah, I um, I it's don't. Pretty funny. I mean, it's it's clearly just to have Gregory fall over and be trapped in the zombie and show that he needs her and he's useless. Like, craft a scenario in which Maggie doesn't look like a buffoon, please. Right. Right. I mean, because, you know, you could I, do I don't it. think that Gregory needs to roll around in a zombie for 30 seconds. Like, Maggie went a good 20, 30 yards to kill the zombie. She could right. just, yeah, dink him right away and head back. You know, I, I kind of agree. Why'd I have to make Maggie Green look borderline incompetent just She's to a sell? Just to sell yeah. me being afraid that Gregory's going, I'm not. I'm not. I was kind of rooting. <laughs> yeah, like, this would it. actually solve a lot of problems. It sure would. <laughs> Uh, so then uh, there's a, a group of hilltop soldiers returning from wherever the hell they're, I don't know, hunting rabbit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she goes, don't mind him. He's just uh, having trouble with his first zombie. And they're like, oh, that's not what he said to us. Apparently he's told uh, lots of stories about his zombie killing prowess. Yeah. What do you think of The Walking Dead's dipping their toes in dealing with a lying politician that lying, breaking, promise politician? Is there a bit of uh, ham-fisted social commentary going on here with the Gimple? Uh, I suppose there could be. I, feel like I wasn't re- thinking about it in those terms, but they, they've yeah. really heightened uh, the uh, the idiot factor and 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 how brazen he is and like just telling tall tales and yeah. I mean, like I think there's I I, I would like to he I'd like to see the story of a uh, a skillful malevolent politician actually out politicking people. Mm-hmm. You know, like we've never seen that. Like Deanna was was too good. Uh-huh. The governor too crazy. Yeah. I thought Gregory might be the oily, slick guy that builds consensuses and cuts your legs out from underneath you. And no, he's he's yeah. not. No, he's the more not. I see of him, the more convinced I am that none of this stuff he's doing is an act, and that he is in fact a true buffoon. Like, but that not remembering you... people's names, uh, being a coward and weak, just like... How did he ever run this place then? Because it seems like it's so transparent. He's so transparent. it's just his house. I, I think, like, he was just like, come on in, guys. I got this house and this fence. Mm. 
I'm going to be the leader because it's my house, but other than that, I'm a buffoon. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know. So we're now back at uh, Seaside. Uh, Grant, uh, Tatiana, or, or no, not 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 Natiana, not Natanya, Natanya, Natanya. Yeah. Uh, Grandma McGee, as I will refer to her henceforth <laughs> and right. previously, she gets uh, ambushed by Tara, who has really leveled up her stealth skills since the last time she's at Seaside. Yeah. Uh, she does a piss poor job of controlling her hostages, allowing, this is Tara, allowing them to openly defy their commands, uh, get way too close to her, and this is going to be significant in a scene or two. If you hold someone at gunpoint, you have to be ready and willing to shoot them. Right. You have to. You can't, there cannot be a bluff to call here. Right, right. Because then, and she's even, she's trying to do this with a loaded gun, an unloaded gun, (laughs) we're going to find out. Right. So, Yay. Um, Cindy comes in, who is, if you don't remember, is the late teenager who saved Tara like three or four times in a previous episode and then mm-hmm. risks her community reputation by letting her go at the end. And I was kind of disappointed that it seems like she suffered no repercussions for that whatsoever. Like she oh, was yeah, in, yeah. in the outs of the community. There wasn't any, like, I, I thought maybe what they're going to do is they're going to settle where she was like on board and the rest of the community is like, fuck you. You've always sided these people. And there was like a real divide in the community, but it's essentially grandma McGee versus everybody else. Yeah. As I recall, there was an implication that she'd be killed or banished or something. Yeah. But nope. All was forgiven. <laughs> grandma McGee's like, I can't stay mad at you. <laughs> right. I can't stay mad at you. You're too damn good at the gun. Yeah. Um, so she explains. She, so Cindy gets taken hostage, even though she's outraged that Tara came back and broke her promise. Uh, she explains they have no choice, or they don't. They do have a choice. You can get your guns taken, mm-hmm. or or behind door number two, get your guns taken and help us fight with them. Right. Those are Which your is choices. No choice at all. Yeah. And 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 it's at the the choice is at the end of a barrel of a gun. Just just to underline the point. Uh, yeah. And also, there's a time limit for the discussion, which I th- felt was kind of ludicrously short. Uh huh. Like, like, what did they Men expect Tara to come in there, lie and wait for Grandma McGee? Good thing Grandma McGee decided to come into her cabin just then uh-huh. and give her exactly two minutes to plead her case. This very complicated, on the surface bullshit case. Yeah. Well, she's before going the for the morning goes dump. Off. What? She was going for a morning dump. Ah, they they knew her schedule. Gotcha. She knew she's, her routine. She's regular. She's regular. Say what else you will about her. But. As a as a German train schedule, like yep. there's no one is coming in the station when it's pulling out. Uh, they over under time and explosions go off. Uh, and I don't know, like I. There's just something about this whole interaction that does feels false. Uh-huh. Like, not only is it a, a unilateral ultimatum, but the fact that they have to take every single gun and bullet these people have, that's bullshit. Like, like not being able to yeah. leave them a couple rifles and a couple of pistols for self-defense or hunting or whatever seems unnecessary. Like, like it's... There, there's, there's no reason Rick would do it. I don't believe in real life or Rick would do it. Mm-hmm. I they, really don't. They could have at least traded him. Like, said, here, take our guns. We want your guns. Yeah. Because like, they had, like, six or seven rifles. Or we'll leave We'll leave one of our people hostage. I mean, I don't know if you can do that, but you got to do... Collateral. Yeah, yeah. you got to do something, because it just does feel overtly evil, and there's no it way does. to really put a nice point on it, especially since... It'd be one thing, I guess, if Rick was taking this for Hilltop and the kingdom and himself, because I guess I trust all those people, but there's this other third party, the garbage people, that seem shady as fuck. Mm-hmm. 
like, if there's any justice in the world, like, a more interesting show would just have Jadis and the trash people take, <laughs> kill Rick's people, take their guns, and then rule the world. Yeah. And then we'll just follow the trash people. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know if that's a better show now that I think about the, it. It's going to be a show. It's going to be a spinoff called Trash the Walking Dead, <laughs> and we'll be watching that for 15 seasons to right. come. Right, yeah. That sounds like some AMC would approach us to do. Trash the Walking Dead. Yeah, like you, we got yeah. we got the Talking Walking Dead. Hardwick's got the 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 brown nosing, ass kissing. Can you guys do Trash the Walking Dead? Because we're losing a lot of viewers. Or maybe maybe yeah, you're onto you something. Yeah, you can recapture eyeballs. Hell, you guys AMC. got people listening to podcasts or shows they don't even watch. Right. You want to? Okay, that's a show for AMC that I would do. Uh huh. Trash. If they just want us to come on and shit on the show. Trash hour, the Walking Dead. Call us. If anybody knows the execs at AMC, call us. We'll yeah, do a show. We were ready, willing, prepared to serve. They need to recapture those 7 million eyeballs they lost, or they I guess do. 14 million eyeballs. Right. Uh, so explosions go off in the ba- background, and uh, most of the women, 99.7% of the women, run in the opposite direction of the explosion. There are two or three battle-hardened warrior women that we met. They seem to be the chief enforcers. Yeah, shotgun wielding. Um, I mean, I don't. I don't know how to explain except for to say they're the tough looking women. Yeah, uh, that uh, run towards the danger, uh, yeah. and they are quickly taken hostage by Daryl at Jesus with an assist from Eric and Aaron. Michonne continues to provide Overwatch with her snow- sniper scope. Uh, Tara gets hilariously taken by Grandma McGee, who has, I'll say, a unique and distinctive way of holding someone at gunpoint. Oh, does she? I didn't notice. She's she's she got did. she's got the 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 weird arms forward, but at like weird forty five oh, right. degree angles with the shoulders hunched, the ass out, the back <laughs> curved. Like I got, she looks like she's ready to take a fastball from a major league pitcher, except for instead of a, a, a glove, she's got a gun in stuck in there somehow. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah. The others uh, of Rick's group rustle up the rest of the women, and Rick begins to address the prisoners and tell them, hey. This isn't a lose-lose situation. Um, he doesn't get very far before Tat- Tatiana, uh, not Tanya, Grandma McGee, damn it. She's just Grandma McGee. Yeah, and Grandma- Montoya grabs her. <laughs> Grandma McGee comes and says, I got Tara as a hostage. And Rick's like, meh, I kind of. Yeah. Um, and Rick's like, whoop, whoop, we're still taking your guns. And Michonne- I mean, that's the proper way to, to tell someone, look, we're not backing down here, right? Like, uh-huh. Yeah, you got our person. So what? That doesn't change anything. We're just taking right, your guns. Right. Like, yeah, you can kill her. Whatever. Uh, and, like, you know, there's, there's, there's uh, have you ever seen Weird Al Yankovic's uh, Amish Paradise, mm-hmm. where he's making fun of, like, uh, um, the, the the original video of uh, sh- shit, Julio, who, Julio yeah. sweating, uh-huh. and, it's, and, and there's just, like, just a preposterous amount of moisture running off his face as he's singing the... Yep. This is yep. Michonne up in that tree. Uh-huh. Like, she's just... Ah, ah, like, because she doesn't have... <laughs> she's, she's a terrible shot. Yeah. And she doesn't have a clear shot at all. No, Tara's head is right there. She's bobbling, like, like, in and out of the field, and, like, The Michonne only thing worse ha- is if Negan was standing in front of him. <laughs> With Lucille, like, bobbing around. Bopping around, she yeah. Has, she's, she's like, oh, God, I hope I don't have to take this shot because <laughs> I'm going to kill Tara. Yeah, it looked like she wanted to though, because Tara had to tell her no, Michonne, no. Right. And a, I don't know how she heard that. Like, yeah, right. How Michonne's scope amplifies sound, I'm not sure, <laughs> but she heard it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And B, she would have missed the shot anyway. Killed yeah, Tara. No, it's so funny because it's like it's it's it, it's appropriate. Like it makes good sense because Michonne has no confidence in her ability. No, and she shouldn't. No, she shouldn't. 
Like, I've seen her way miss zombies. I've seen her struggle to hit the Cupid doll prize. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're still, she's not quite there, when, as we're, we're about to see. Yeah. Uh, Grandma McGee goes on a tirade, uh, justifiably so, what, in my opinion, about how this is a raw bullshit deal and how they mm-hmm. maybe shouldn't, you know, remember the last time we went against the Saviors and... Um, Michonne from her Overwatch position f- sees the Sea Walkers advancing, the crew of the Davy Jones uh, uh, advancing on them. So Cindy clocks Grandma McGee upside the head. The other uh, warrior women step up in line with knives, and the group just mows down wave after wave of very admittedly cool looking walkers. Uh, yeah. Michonne gets slightly better at shooting. She takes a shot, hits a walker in the chest before she reloads and manages to beat him in the head. Mm-hmm. Progress. <laughs> uh, Daryl, for some, everyone's using automatic weapons, and Daryl is he's he's sticking with his crossbow. It's, I feel like it's a waste of potential. Father Gabriel killed more zombies yeah. than Daryl, and that and this is stupid because Daryl. That's this. In every, I've seen him use automatic weapons. Like mm-hmm. he uses the crossbow preferentially because a, it saves ammo, and b, it's stealthy. Right. But they just set off these huge ass explosions <laughs> and are just lighting up the woods, man. Uh huh. Don't be too proud to use a rifle. Uh. But yeah, Father Gabriel kills more zombies than Daryl. That's just that's just not that's just not right. Uh. The, the little girl, I can't remember what her name is. Rachel. But she's yep. running up, kicking zombies in the nuts. Yeah, which... that was pretty awesome. <laughs> But on the second time watching, why would that make a zombie fall to his knees? It shouldn't. Like, that's the like. Did she kick it in the leg? Is it possible? It looks like she kicked him right in the nuts. It really does look like it. And then the zombie falls to it's like, wouldn't that be funny if there's still enough nerve connection that, like, you can still kick a zombie? That's the that's like their Uh. weakness. Uh, anyway, uh, she goes around running and she stabs, kicks the walker in the nuts and stabs him. Uh, Grandma McGee at the end says, "All right, all right, this is imp- this is impressive, and my granddaughter has a mean right hook, but we're still not fighting with you. Take right. your damn guns and go. Like, are you still in charge if you get clocked to the fucking ground and half your team steps up steps up and says we want to fight? Yeah, this group now has. Are you still in charge? Everybody in charge. You you got three women with a knife, and he, they got all these guns and stuff, and and, and you fume and storm off like yeah. you're not in charge anymore. Cindy is in charge now. Yeah, yeah. I I don't she's understand why Cindy won't just say, "Yeah, half of us are coming with you, and we're bringing all the guns." Because you know she's willing to defy them before. You'd think the fact yeah. that she defied them first and suffered no consequences would further embolden her. You would I'm think sure so. Seaside's going to join the fight. It's just oh, a yeah, matter yeah. of time. I don't know what will have to happen to do, make it make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Uh, Negan comes back to Sasha's cell, finds that she's he's dispatched Davy. Uh, she's lying on her ass because she's not even going to try to knife him. Uh, he takes the knife from her uh, because he says smartly that he doesn't fully trust or believe her yeah. uh, statements against Rick and the fact that she wants to join him. In fact, he's heard a little bird whispering to his ear that Rick and his company are up to no good. Who's now, the bird? I'm assuming this is the horse shit silent scene we got we saw between Gregory and Simon from last week. <laughs> okay. That's the only thing that really makes sense in my mind. Because otherwise... Still not convinced there was a silent scene, but okay. There yeah. was a silent scene. I mean, there was a silent scene. I'm not convinced anybody said anything. Yeah. Oh, you think... He, I think he was Simon's mean just... mugging and... Yeah. <laughs> there was... His mouth was moving. Well, his lips were moving. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, it could... So... 
Do you want to entertain other uh, options? Because it could be... No, I just wanted to say I'm not totally sure that's true, but go ahead. Okay. Because uh, I, I saw some people speculating maybe Jadis is double-crossing Rick, but that doesn't Jadis? seem... Yeah, the Romulan hmm. sub-commander of the tra- <laughs> trash people. Okay. She has a name? Is that a real name? I think that's her name, yeah. Okay, whatever. Um, and and I, I can't even tell if people are being serious anymore. But, but here's because the, the theory that advanced this is like, well, Jadis has got the same consonants and different vowels from judas so this oh, is the group my fucking i just want to die i know i just want to die when i hear things like i know that. you actually heard me because like at the point do you remember <laughs> when i was doing research and i said this is the stupidest fucking thing uh-huh. i've ever read uh-huh. which is impressive when you think about the many years i've been doing this i read that comment <laughs> jadis wow. equals judas i'm like <laughs> wow qed motherfucker yeah QED. so so does jesus yeah how about that <laughs> no no that would be Jesus, Jesus, yeah, you got the, the, the D in the middle. It's got to have a D yeah. in the middle, or it doesn't work, man. That's true. What, what am I thinking? Moron. Right. Uh, no. So here's the other option: is it Gregory? Because he had that discussion with Simon last week, right? Who, about wait, like what the fuck are you? Ta- I just why I just said Gregory. Did you just say Gregory? Yeah, because he had that. that I thought s- you were talking about Jadis. Yeah, no, but I, the first option I said is Gregory because oh, he that. was having okay. the mime conversation with Simon. Okay. Remember how the camera zoomed way out? Like yeah, they did I the totally remember okay. that, yeah. But you don't remember the conversation did, we had about it 60 seconds ago. No, I don't think you were. <laughs> I did not think that that's what you were suggesting. But okay, All yeah. Right. So, I mean, he had that conversation with Simon. But it's weird to me because he looks at the map of the, like, uh, presumably, like, to go tell Simon, hey, something's up here. Which would make sense because Simon just presumably gave him directions to the place. I guess whatever he tucked in his pocket, yeah. it's the magic word to get in. Um, presumably there should be some instructions on how to get there. Mm-hmm. But they show that after Negan says, this little birdie told me this thing. So, like, I don't know if they're messing with the timeline in this episode and the things that are happening after it sequentially in the episode are actually before it. But I'm literally suggesting that, that the only reason they zoomed out and gave us a lost in yeah, translation yeah. moment is because Gregory further went on to say how Hilltop was complicit in all the stuff that Rick's oh, done. Oh, and, and then Simon tells Negan. And then Simon tells Negan. And now, yeah. now Gregory wants to pull like the emergency ripcord because Maggie is completely humiliated and showed him up. But yeah. in fact, speaking of that, um, oh, before we move, um, Negan says, I want you to find a win-win solution to help get Alexander back on a straight and narrow. And Sasha seems like she's about to throw up when she realizes that she's going to be stuck. I, I, but I don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't quite understand all the connections here. I guess she killed the zombie because that's what you got to do. She's not going to let this guy eat her face off. Right. And that's then like is the she worst pretending way to, to join Negan to gain his trust so she can fulfill her mission? Because if so, why does she look so mm-hmm. dismayed when he goes, I need you to find the win-win for us? Is, does she think that he's going to force her to go there and, like, kill an Alexandrian person to prove her loyalty? I guess that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but she looks pretty sick and shaken up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is Gregory. Gregory. Gregory is back in his office. He looks all shaken up. Um, he calls for his he's, – he's pouring over his map of Virginia, like you said. I assume he's – trying to find the location of the the savior complex he calls for his manservant cal and says get ready for a road trip buddy and pack a bag i'm yeah guessing they're going to the savior complex yeah why pack a bag 
because he wants because he because he wants to stay there maybe like he's you think he's maybe going he's gone in. for good i mean it seems like there's no way he can ma- maintain leadership at the hilltop yeah like he's being exposed left right and center and maggie continues to consolidate her power by not trying to consolidate her power by just working for the public good so maybe, maybe try that asshole <laughs> right win a few hearts and minds uh-huh yeah that'd be nice i mean how, how can you win the hearts of people's whose name you don't even know uh, but yeah, I, I could see that happening. You know, he goes to the savior's compound and he stays there and says, go kill the hilltop. Cause right. those are bad people. Right. And he can stay, but Negan's not gonna, I mean, he's going to have a tough, tough road ahead of him. If he thinks Negan, I gonna... think he's going to be on the point system. He's not getting the cushy apartment like Eugene does. Yeah. He's getting the points. Yeah. He's working for that jar of pickles. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be pickling with the yeah. best of them. Yeah. Uh, so Eugene comes back to Sasha to say, hey, I heard you picked the Team Negan. Good call. There was a particularly offensive moment where he tries to say that this is what uh, Abraham would have wanted her to do. And then he and she, she looks at the him room. like, yep. really? And he's like, okay, that's a lie. Yeah. It's something I want you to do. Yeah. Uh, but Sasha begs Eugene, uncon- very unconvincingly, I thought, for a knife or a razor blade or a gun so she can put yeah. herself out of her misery because she's made a terrible mistake. She didn't know that Negan would make her work against her people. And No, and I think the the last bit, the, the close-up they show of Sasha here when she says, wait, yeah, she says thank you uh-huh. at the end of this. I thought that was a piss-poor piece of acting. It was really bad. In Terrible. fact, the entire conversation behind the door, I thought, was terrible. And I don't think she's a bad actor. I don't I think just she's think a bad this actor. This scene either. was either rushed or I, I don't know. I don't know why they didn't retake that because it was right. pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just seems so. And then you got Bear McCreary's evil synth kicking in. It just like yeah. if if Sasha had a mustache, she would have twirled it. Uh-huh. But she's not. The other thing is, she's not being particularly evil. No, no. She's just trying to. She's being duplicitous. It's just such but a... in the in the support of a good plan. Like right. let's kill Negan. So Michael Slovis only knows how to film the Mexico desert. Like once you give him an actor to work with, he's like, ah uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's weird. Weird performance, weird weird direction, weird acting, uh weird writing. Yeah. Um Rick takes all the guns and ammo from a very glum-looking seaside. Uh-huh. Uh, Father Gabriel even says, like, and, and the viewer's like, do we really need all of this? And Rick says... He backhands him and says, yeah. Yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. It's like, I don't know, Father, did you need all of your parishioners? <laughs> Apparently you didn't need any of them. So how about you not second-guess me? Uh-huh. Uh, discuss. Like, again, in no universe do they need all all of the guns. Well, okay, so they is, is here's here's what I think they're okay. doing. All so right. I think they're going to. So the first time they went, and they pre- presented the trash people with this abundance of weapons, right? And the trash good haul. It's not this many guns. No, not this many guns. Right, that's key. So like they present them, and they're like, eh, not enough guns mm-hmm. in their fucked up trash people way. Mm-hmm. They said guns, not enough, not help. Goodbye. <laughs> Some mm-hmm. shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look for things to make us go. <laughs> right. And then, so so this time, I think their plan is to take two-thirds of the guns, go to the trash people, and when they say not enough guns, whip out the other third and say, here's enough guns. You're helping <laughs> Man, us. Man, Rick, if Rick can't bargain six <laughs> guns for the cat statue, then he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Th- this is a joke, obviously. Right. But, Yeah. 
I mean, I think uh, a stronger point would have been if Rick, I mean, this would have been very Machiavelli, but something I'm willing to accept from these desperate people is if Rick explains the father's like, look, no, we don't need all the guns, but do you want to take 90% of these people's guns and then watch on your back for the other 10% while we're trying to take down Negan? Mm-hmm. Like, what happens yeah. if they have a Sasha or Rosie? I mean, that would be... If they had a fucking writer that had a half a brain in the whole goddamn writer's room, that would be that would have shut Aaron the fuck up uh-huh. because Rick would have taken this thing with Sasha and Rosita. He's like, what if they got a Sasha Rosita? Yeah. You want to deal with that while we're doing this campaign against like and then it's an, at least an acknowledgement from the leader of this community that something bad is happening. Yes. And they would get the it would be, it could be a light bulb m- movement for Father Gabriel and it would all instantly yeah. like you know, again, like that would have been ideal and they didn't do mm-hmm. it so whatever uh carl out of nowhere he's like hey it's time for a callback girl yep uh it's previously in the episode remember we we're talking about who 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 we uh remember who we killed well you know what really s- sits with me uh people i didn't kill oh oh so he, there's two notable he's talking about his dad <laughs> yeah, I had the chance. I could have shoved all 48 ounces of that chocolate pudding <laughs> right down his sink. In a person to comb, I think that would have been enough. I think yep. it would have been enough. Filled his lungs full of pudding, he wouldn't have lived. <laughs> I would like to see a zombie Rick come back with his lungs full of uh-huh. pudding. Like, what kind of noise would that make? There was a zombie in this that had, like, just some goo coming out of its mouth. Oh, yeah. It was real gross. They, maybe he died of a fatal pudding inhalation. Probably. That's, uh, Most likely. Uh, prove me wrong, internet. Uh, so where was? Oh yeah. Um, I. So he didn't kill. I forget the blonde woman that Rick immediately kind of took a shine to b- before he woke up, came to senses, and realized Michonne was the woman for him. Uh, started with his older, douchier son. Mm-hmm. Like Carl didn't kill him. Yeah. Ultimately, that got his eye shot out and a bunch of people dead. He didn't kill Nicholas. He did, had did he have a did chances. He have a, did he have a, ju- did he a jump on Nicholas? Oh, I'm sure he joke? did at some point. And then, but most importantly, he didn't kill Negan, right? right. Like he we had the opportunity. That. He totally choked. Yeah. So, to the extent that I, I don't know why these people think that killing Negan would instantly make their lives better, because it just seems like Simon would stand would stand up and maybe even be better. He'd be a better Negan than Negan. Yeah, maybe so. But. Whatever, that's the delusion. They, I mean, I guess you know, killing Hitler during World War II is super important, right? I mean, that you know, that's the reason you don't send your commanding officers into battle, uh, right? In, in the front lines, because right? I, yeah, like it might, like even if there's another leader like Simon, the, who's to say that he's going to be able to, like, like in the minds of the saviors, that might be a crack in the facade that leads them to question and right. It's ultimately everyone, even yeah. in brutal dictatorships, the authority derives from the people, and yeah. there's only so much they can take before it's like. You know, fuck this, time to revolt. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, and, you know... I think it would take more than one domino, though, to do it. Negan but when you like think the about it, like, Eugene chain. could totally kill Negan, yeah. putting that pill in his food, and he's dead. Uh-huh. Like, like that's, the, that's the power the people have. Like, you just can't watch your back when literally everyone around you is trying to kill you. Yeah. Um, which would be an interesting thing for The Walking Dead to explore someday. Uh, Tara pledges to bring all these guns back when it's over. I don't know how she can keep that promise because Rick has promised to trash people who seem to be wholly unaccountable for what they're going to do with these guns. Uh, Cindy says, I wish she could come, but she can't because Grandma McGee says no. <laughs> and, like, if Tara had a if, – if, again, if Tara had a dialogue written by a writer with half a brain, she'd shoot back, 
well, I'm glad you didn't roll that way when your grandma said to kill me. Uh-huh. Because, like, what the hell? If this is what you want to fight for, like, I mean, I guess there's precedent for that. Luke Skywalker was going to farm moisture for God knows how many years just because Uncle Owen said no. Do you want to join the rebellion? No. All my friends are joining the rebellion. No. Are you advocating for the slaughter of the Oceanside people, of everyone who's not on board with the goal? Yes, pretty much, yeah. Okay. It's a wholesale genocide. <laughs> no, right. I'm saying, like, I don't understand why she just didn't leave. Like, Joe, go rebel. You're right. clearly right. a rebellious teen. Yeah. So. Yeah, at least Cindy could have gone, you know? Yeah, Cindy, Cindy and, and Rachel. The, the short hair uh Girl with the military jacket, right? Could the have tough come looking, with him. Yeah, the, yeah. All the tough, all the tough and and and, and ready to rumble. With I him. mean, they've all shown that they're on board with this. I don't know why they don't make take a little personal agency and go do it. Yeah, yeah. Because again, uh, Grandma McGee is the Rick of the group, and I guess that's going to have to be good enough for me. I guess. Uh, she says, "Thank you for saving my ass on multiple occasions," and Cindy says, "Well, thank you for being part of the resistance." Uh, Rachel then asks the little girl Rachel asks if they're leaving them any guns and Tara flips her off which love it <laughs> but this is the cherry on top of this weird Sunday situation you're, right. you're, you're denuding right. this community of all their guns and a hostile takeover and this little girl call, calls you out on it and you flip her off. like where did this piss and vinegar come from Tara I, what I, about I, this interaction made her feel any better about fucking these people over. I think it's how stubborn and stupid they were, you know? I mean, the one person in the group was? Well, all of them. I mean, all of them here have a choice. None of them have to stay here. None of them have to go along with Grandma McGee's insane plan to just hide in the woods forever. Like, they could go join the Alexandrians. With I've the seen this group do guns. lots of stupid stuff in the, in, in the name of Grandpa McGrimes. Sure. So, yeah. in fact, this... But that's the thing. Like, they're fucking, working for the better. This, this fucking Terra... What did she or did she not join the governor's crusade? Uh, well, like, yeah. how can she turn around and be like, "Hello, pot, this is Kettle. You're black to the, these people." Like, there's yeah, I mean, so much character history that would show that she is sympathetic to the situation these people are in, and instead, with all that rich history they could tap from, they decide to do the callback of the her and the little girl shining each other on. It's frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I do think that this is a little short sighted, like. And it's, not into the future, but into the past, right? Like, yeah, they yeah. don't take into account all the stuff that Tara's been through. But um, they're more focused on the recency of, like, Rick's uh, mantra that they can they can defeat Negan and it's for the greater good. And, and if also, these people are not on board, fine, fuck them. Tara comes and t- talks about her girlfriend being killed. So it's I get it. It's right. pers- this war is personal to her, too. But that's also extremely recent. It doesn't take into account. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just feel, again, like that this was a tone-deaf attempt at a humorous callback when they could have gone for something a little bit more important. But That said, I think it's hilarious when grown-ups flip off children. <laughs> sure. Hilarious. Sure. Uh, so Rick says, "Hey, do you feel bad?" And Terry's like, "Nope." Did you see me flip off that nine-year-old? That's me <laughs> not feeling bad at all. Yeah, I'm gonna sleep like a fucking baby tonight. Uh, Sasha has a plate in her cell full of all kinds of hot dogs, pickles, sausages, and other phallic. <laughs> like she's got a plate full of phallic food. Let's yeah. call it what it is. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and Eugene comes visitor. Speaking of giant dicks, uh. <laughs> She so he gives her the poison pill that he cooked up for Negan before he played six hours of Yars Revenge and realized that the 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 Negan's wives are playing him. And Sasha obviously isn't thrilled with this development. And Eugene talks a mess about like if it's your time to check out, you can check out. And here I gave this pill to you. 
Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that Eugene figured out what Sasha was after? So he's found the way to honor the request in case it's legit, but also. No. Because the other thing is like. No, I think Eugene has no clue what she's playing at. Okay. That's kind of dumb. I know. Especially given how bad her performance was. And how quickly he sussed out the plan of mm-hmm. the other three women who came to him. Like, to be fair, it did take a whole night of popcorn and Yars Revenge. I mean, he had a night, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's been in there a while. Uh, so the, the, here, here's the thing about Sasha and why I continue to be frustrated with her character. She sees this as a real setback where I see this as like, you are delaying your mission by just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like you've got a yeah. way to poison Negan and kill him within 15 or 20 minutes. If you can just get this into his food or drink, mm-hmm. that opportunity will present themselves. Like if you want to go like full on gross mode, you could agree. You could, you could propose to be his wife or something yep. and, 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 and get it like, you know, sacrifice your dignity uh, for a chance to get up close and kill him, which she was ready to throw away her life. So I, yeah, I, so I, don't, I don't know. I think I, there's some kind of implication here uh, when Negan's like, "Oh, tomorrow's going to be super interesting," or whatever. Yeah, that I think she's there's gonna an have implication to go to Alexandria and do something awful. Yeah, that this is going to come back on their group real quick, um, and that if she had had a piece of glass or a knife or whatever, she could have taken him out immediately there. Uh, but also, she doesn't know anything about the wives, right? Like, she doesn't see the path that we see as an audience member to getting to Negan. Hmm. She just assumes she's going to be a prisoner forever. Yeah, well, that's and true. used against her own group. So. I do feel like Negan was hitting on her pretty obviously, and that, like yeah. she would probably be able to pick up on that just from that. But yeah, you're, you're, that's a fair point. And also, I don't want to dismiss how revolting it would be to even go along. Like 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 even There's if you're that. able to kill him in the middle of foreplay, that still would be right. Pretty like big. you remember Maggie and the governor, right? In, in those oh scenes, yeah, that was and this is again not the even man the to table. beat her lover to death. So I understand right. that that's that's uh, could po- quite possibly be considered a fate worse than death. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the group shows back at Alexandria, finds Rosita with a surprising amount of fucking attitude for someone whose bullshit plan just <laughs> exploded in her stupid face. Yeah, for the second time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and we find out that Dwight is in Morgan's jail. Yeah. Daryl instantly goes feral badger on him, <laughs> which is now like the third time his anger has almost like, like, you know, even if you think this is a trap, like you can still like interrogate him, get a lot of valuable information, to do all kinds right. of stuff. Uh, and Daryl's just like, nah, he's going to go right to rip his throat out. Uh, he's yeah. restrained by Rick. Uh, Dwight says, I want to help. Rick says, oh, yeah, you can help by getting on your knees. And he puts his gun right in his face and take note, Grandma McGee. This is how you hold a son of a bitch hostage at gunpoint. Right. Okay? I, Not I mean, his weird hunchback weaver stance bullshit. <laughs> right. You just take your gun out and you point at their head. Uh-huh. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Yeah, you got to get them at a disadvantage. Also, you know? Dwight's gone through the hard school of Eugene dick biting. Oh, Rick doesn't right. know that the most dangerous place a man can be is on his knees. <laughs> it's true. He, I'm just assuming... I'm just assuming <laughs> that between now and next week's episode, he's just got a crotch yeah. full of Dwight's face uh, uh-huh. try, trying to tear his uh, his, his little grimy, grimes off. <laughs> could be. Could Again, be. That Internet, could be the season finale. It, that's right. It's, 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 I heard just, it's going to be a 90-minute episode. It's just 90 minutes <laughs> of biting and screaming. Just the sounds of gristle. Yeah. and Oh, it's uh-huh. just going to be the worst. Yep. yep. Yeah. Rick spinning around, Dwight spinning around, <laughs> just 
it's like when you grab a kid by the, the arms the and spin him around. Yeah. It's going to be that, except just attached to the groin mm, mm. for 90 minutes. What's going to give first, Dwight's chompers or Rick's manhood? <laughs> On the next Mythbusters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's the end of the episode. That's All right. the end of the episode. This is the point in the show where I advertise the club. And I got so don't, wait, don't, don't skip, don't skip, because... We actually have some some free bonus content at the end of this year podcast, and oh, yeah. and we don't have a, a spoiler section, so you can safely fast forward to the very end of the episode if you if you don't traditionally listen to the feedback uh, and enjoy it. We took a clip from from last week's lunch with Jim and Aaron where we talk about uh, the new Star Wars movie and especially what they're going to do about uh, Carrie Fisher's death mm-hmm. and how that'll affect her portrayal of Princess Leia. Probably for the poorer. Uh, <laughs> and if you like that, that's something we do every week. It's a little thing where we interact with the fans on Friday during lunch hour. It's called Lunch with Jim and Aaron. It's one of the very many features that you get by joining the club at club.baldmove.com. In addition to ad-free podcasts, other great premium content like Quip and Silent Movies and Bald Movies, spoiler reviews, uh, you also get the satisfaction of supporting independent inf- uh, podcasting. So go to club.baldmove.com and check out the free clip of the Lunch with Jim and Aaron at the end of this year podcast. Are we ready to get into feedback? Uh, it seems like the thing to do this time in the podcast. Okay. We start off with John W. this week. He says, I noticed that this, he's talking about last week. I noticed that the saviors didn't put a burlap bag over Dr. Carson's head when taking him from the hilltop to the sanctuary, but they did it for everybody else. Do you think there was a reason behind that, or is it just another flaw in this mediocre They show? thought the dense exhaust fumes from the pipes would <laughs> obscure his vision. Fair. Just going to roll coal Fair. all the way from there, and just you can't see shit. Mystery explained. Uh, <laughs> gee, a- actually, here's a couple of a series of emails here. Okay. Uh, a couple of them. I guess that comprises the series. Uh, G says, was just listening to your podcast speculation on the distances between Alexandria, Hilltop, Saviors, etc., and that got me back to wondering what I was thinking back at the start of the season. Why don't Rick, Michonne, Carl, Maggie, etc. just pack up one day and leave Alexandria and make their way up to Pennsylvania or somewhere to get away from Negan? Walkers clearly don't seem to be a threat. They once were on the outside, so why not avoid an all-out war with heavy casualties and an uncertain outcome and just leave? Then also David G. says has a couple of thoughts. Um, this one is relevant here. If everyone has issues with the saviors, why don't all these people just leave and go to Alaska or Arizona? Why do they have to be so close? Like, once all the men died in the seaside group, why didn't the women all just leave instead of hanging out? Yeah, I mean, they went to D.C. because of uh, Eugene's bullshit. Right. After this, I'm kind of, that's that's a good point. Like, hey, everybody, we're going to get on a bus and get a convoy, and we're going to go to goddamn Nebraska. Yeah. We're going to go to North Dakota. Mm-hmm. We're going to go where there's no people. And we're not going to have any teeming hordes of zombies. There's not going to. There's not enough. There's not enough people in North Dakota to, to to have a zombie herd. It's true. Yeah. So just like yeah, like you know what? Fuck all this fighting for civil. Let's just go and how hard is it to bang a couple of corrugated? You know, all due respect to Reg's cold rolled steel. You know how right. much I love the man and his work, but how much effort is it really to bang up some corrugated metal? To have a rudimentary fence and just go where the people ain't. I mean, they can swing by Alexandria and pick up Toby, right? Yeah, and get some of the heart take and... take your solar panels and like as much yeah. of the you know the the I mean all the stuff that makes Alexandria cool is seems like it's something you could transport the you know the, yeah. the giant McMansion style houses do you need those to be happy I, I oh and the, there are a billion of those anywhere right not I mean, in that, North Dakota I don't think but 
Oh, I'm sure there are like subdivisions, or, or you know, like go to, I'll you know, go up to Canada, just do something. There's right. like so much space if you want it. I feel like the biggest issue. I I prefer to think of this like the Oregon Trail, right? Like they're you, all gonna die of shit. And you shit don't want to die of dysentery. It's like the most embarrassing way to die, <laughs> yeah. especially when it's like emblazoned on your tomb, your headstone for all of eternity, like. <laughs> Here lies Rick Grimes, died of shitting himself to death. Did she, have you seen the new Dave Chappelle Netflix special? Uh-uh. He's got a hilarious take about... Dysentery? Yeah. Like, you know, diarrhea, like, that's like the, you know, that used to be the Grim Reaper. Yeah. Like, like what's that? Yeah. You start, like, like you start squirting, and then, like, well, time to get my affairs in order. <laughs> like, right. This is just not going to stop until I die from it. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah. Uh, but that's how I think of it. All right. Okay. Br- Brian in Denver says... I'm talking about last episode. I think the character development on the show is mostly shit. And I have a serious <laughs> doubts about their ability to pull off another emotional death, especially if they stick to the single storyline per episode framework, which we didn't talk about, but they kind of dodged nicely here. Yeah, um, they and did it, the, it worked, you know, they, they for the did. Most part. Yeah, they had plot A, plot B, and um, for what it was, it was actually plot C. They even had a hilltop plot. Yeah. Oh, my God. Three plots in one episode. My God. It's all due to Michael Slovis. I think so. Uh, He says they royally fucked up Glenn's death, and we at least cared about him. Uh, Are we supposed to shed a tear when someone like Aaron dies? Hey, you don't care about Aaron? I would be... I do. Maybe Eric. I don't care about Eric that much. But but in as much as I care about Aaron, I guess I care about Eric. If Aaron started up the waterworks, I'd probably... Plus, I've got to have the Aaron's solidarity there. That's right. But there, no, to his point... There is very few like like I feel like Sasha and Rosita are dead to me now. Uh, yeah. Eugene is dead to me. Uh, I like Maggie. I like Carl. I like Enid. I like Rick. I like Michonne. I like Aaron, and by extension, his boyfriend. And that's about and I, I can't. Daryl's getting to be dead to me. He's yeah, so fucking not one doing note anything of late. interesting with him. Yeah. Like the only time the last time I felt something for him is when someone's hugging him. Oh, Carol. I still like right. Carol. Yeah, Morgan dead to me. Ezekiel dead to me. Tiger fake. <laughs> <laughs> Trash people never were alive to begin with. Yep. So yeah, I take his point. Uh, he's he's also saying, you know, it's it's way too late at this point. But do you think the show would have benefited from some type of lost style flashbacks that showed what the characters' lives were like before the apocalypse? Uh, no. I, th- I think the thing that like lost flashbacks did so well is they they showed it by showing us who the characters were in a past. Um, right. Life kind of before the events of that series, um, it made us understand why they were making the choices they made. Right, and this show they seem to lean on this idea of we can just tell you mm-hmm. why. Um, like we'll have a character sit down and explain to you, oh yeah, when I was you know eight years old, this thing happened to me. If they even go that right. far with their characters, right? Like the Tyrese uh, Memorial, my dad made me listen to NPR. Right, it just doesn't and, it doesn't and, hit as powerfully as if yeah. you see it, right? Plus plus the other thing about why they're making decisions, 90% of them can be attributed to, well, you're living in a zombie apocalypse where there's no effective rule of law. That too, yeah. Like you don't need to delve much deeper like, oh, you know, it's his it's his Shakespearean uh, community theater actor experience it's causing Ezekiel to make this decision about no like no it's the fact that he's gone slightly nutter because everyone's walking around out of the grave their grave now uh, yeah but I'm tearing mean, people alive I apart. Mean, even in even in lost it was kind of like that yeah. I mean you had that's you true know, they're the, like they're in an extraordinary situation everywhere. yeah right the rules were thrown to the wind but like each person came at 
came at the situation from a different angle and you thoroughly understood what those were. And I think that's a really good way to tell that story. Mm-hmm. Um, say what you will about the end of that series. But uh, the flashbacks were really well done. I just, and they do a couple of flashbacks here. Like Morgan's a prime example, right? Like we see not the flashback to before the event, but the flashback with the stick man and, yeah, and Tabitha. Tabitha. Right. Yeah. So we get a little bit of insight into why he is the way he is now. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, I don't really trust that they would have the same impact on this show as they would in Lost. And that's the thing, because, did. again, it seems like they miss the threads that tie their characters together when they're kind of right yeah. in front of their face. Yeah. Um, because they're just living in the moment, man. They don't, they never actually think back of like, hey, we're seven seasons into this. What? Where have we been? Where have we come from? Where are we going? Or like they try they live to, like... A half, they're like... They're like uh, fucking Vin Diesel. They live their lives uh, half season at a time. <laughs> right. It does seem like that for a lot of the characters. And sometimes they go the opposite direction and they're like beating this dead horse of of a character flaw, right? Like Morgan. Okay, yeah, we remember your time with Tabitha now. We've seen that. Mm-hmm. But we're going to spend three more seasons really just hammering that point home. Right. And it can get exhausting after a while. Yeah. Uh, Teresa in Austin says, quick question about last episode. Uh, the show established that Jesus had scored walkie-talkies and uses them to keep tabs on the Savior's movements and plans. He even shared them with the Alexandrians. Why then did the Saviors manage to make a surprise visit on the hilltop? Was Jesus too busy pontificating his lost youth with Maggie to monitor the walkies or at least delegate that job to someone else? I mean, I get it, they're battery-powered and, like, batteries precious, but Maggie's talking yeah. about generators and stuff and replacement generators, like... You can find um, a battery charger. Yeah, and this is the most important thing to keep running. Your your yeah. intelligence, like 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 the allies, like you know what? Uh, we got to conserve energy. It's part of the war effort. Let's shut down the Enigma project uh-huh. at night <laughs> right. because you know why do we need to listen to the Germans all the time? It it does seem like that would be mission critical. Yeah, keeping those walkies going. I would think so. Good point. Good point. Uh, we finally get to this episode, and we'll we'll start with the the negative. There wasn't a ton of negative this episode, so uh, I think people in general liked it. But Dan from Philly did not. He says this is without a doubt the dumbest season slash episode ever. I'll agree that this is it's hard to think of a dumber season in total. Yeah, I just don't I don't agree with the episode thing. I think there are light years worse episodes in this half season. Oh sure, uh, trash people, uh, prime example. Anyway, uh, what we did exact- dodge a trash eight bullet? Like they could have gone. I'm for surprised. The, yeah, like like the, they they could have traipsed up to Jadis or Judas and and had a five set five minute yeah. bullshit negotiation with her. But it's one of those like, what is that that show with Angela? That movie with Angelina Jolie where she curves the bullets? It's like one of those bullets. Yeah, wanted. Like that thing's coming back. That's boomeranging back next yeah, episode, right? Sure. There's no way we don't see the trash people next episode. Right on. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm going to go on. Uh, what exactly was Maggie supposed to be doing? Planting or digging up that stalk of poison ivy leading to that awesome display of writing that was her and Gregory's conversation? Or, of course, Sasha, who somehow ends up in a cell, then in a horrible Andrea callback, waits for Rapey Davy to turn in a pitch-black closet instead of dispatching him right away. Yeah, that was that was a little silly. I don't, that, that, if you're going to kill the guy, like, I get yeah, I'm, kill him. I, yeah, kill him. I guess she was still making her decision. 
Like, oh, well, but it, it's you, you really had to think about the choice between slitting your wrist or letting a zombie eat your face off. Like, even Negan's, like, kind of messed up, but, hey, I get it. Like, Right. Kill, kill Rapey Davy, and then maybe then, then you can, think you, about Then it. you can think about, yeah. you know, slitting your wrists or whatnot. Right. Sure. And then he says, we have uh, Rick and his band of douchebags who are not only still driving in that ridiculously stupid gas-guzzling RV, but using their limited supply of explosives for absolutely no reason, and in the end, not even taking the beach team members that want to fight back with them. Hmm. I could literally list ten more idiotic examples, but I'm just so fucking tired of it. If you have if you have twelve people in an RV that gets twelve miles to the gallon, <laughs> is that better or worse than taking four sedans with three or four okay. people apiece? Like I'd have to really do. Yeah, yeah. And 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 Daryl's bike's getting forty five, fifty miles a gallon. So mm-hmm. you know, per per person, that's still not bad. You're trying to say RV equals intellect. Is that <laughs> what you're trying to say? I do. Sometimes the gas guzzler can be their only rational tra- transport. It's true. Uh, and he finishes up. The simple fact is this season was a complete waste of time to a series whose actors' contracts have a limited shelf life. I do agree with that. It, it feels like, I mean, if you'll recall, the one glimmer of hope that I had for at the end of last season was that they had all signs of getting right to the point and really taking it to Negan this season. Mm-hmm. But it's still been the same cat. And, I mean, we wasted three episodes on the attempted breaking of Daryl yeah. And the apparently successful, I mean, we haven't really talked about that. Is Eugene broken, or is he playing a game so deep he forgot how he's playing it? <laughs> no, I think he's broken. Uh, I, I And I don't know that it was, it's so much, I wouldn't even describe it as broken. I'd describe it as... He's just he's the just, same Eugene he always liked. Yeah. He, he survives any, by any means necessary. Yeah, he doesn't survive by fighting. He survives by giving in. And it's, yeah, and, and, bull, and, 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 and bullshit and lies. Yeah. I don't know. I I just, I just don't know what they're doing with him. Like, if if there's going to be a scene where Rick storm in the compound and you know Eugene has to make it, is he going to redeem himself? Is there going to be a heroic sacrifice? Is he just going to be mowed trying, down? I think what they're trying to do is contrast him with our other group, which is you know he's working for a very personal solution to this problem. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's if it does me good, I don't care what it does to anybody else. Um, whereas our group, the Alexandrians, is kind of like, you know, it's going to cost us, but we're going to do the right thing here. We're going to put down yeah. this menace. It just seems like they keep making lateral character moves with him instead of advancing. Like, like, like it seems like yeah. they, they wanted, and now they've they've retarded his character in like the sense of making him go backwards. Right. Uh, that he had developing to where he's he's going to become a fighter, or at least someone you can count on. And yeah, like, like is that interesting? Because they could do the same thing with Father Gabriel tomorrow. That, that's like true, like yeah. like when the chips are down, like he runs home and locks everyone outside of Alexandria. Like, uh-huh. would that be entertaining? Because that's essentially what Eugene's done here. Yeah, I'm you're holding right. out hope I, I he's, he's got another angle he's playing. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, it just seems I, like yeah, it's in character, but it's not an arc so much as a weird zigzag back and forth. Yeah, I, I feel you there. I just think you're going to be disappointed by holding out hope yeah. that Eugene yeah. is some like. I think to the hero in disguise. The show we're going to be in for disappointment in the future. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right, Joel says finally a good episode that's not a premiere or finale. Crazy, right? Uh, also, I don't know if you guys re- get the reference, but it certainly feels like Gregory is becoming Mister Leahy and Maggie is Julian. Do you know Julian what he's Leahy. talking about? No, I do not. Okay, well then we're going to move on. Thanks for the reference, Joel. <laughs> Some people out there got it. I'm certain of it. Uh, Steve from Tennessee says I've been frustrated with The Walking Dead a lot recently. 
but this was an entertaining hour of television. Oh, that's a Trailer Park Boys reference, which oh, I've only seen it. the movie, and I don't. Yeah, uh, it's okay. super funny, but uh, I, I don't get that reference. Me either. Uh, Isn't Leahy, is Leahy the, bald, the, the, the kind of bald park manager? I've and... never seen it. I don't know. Yeah, all right. Steve from Tennessee says, I've been frustrated a lot with The Walking Dead recently, but this was an entertaining hour of television. Not perfect by any means, but this just felt a notch above what we've been seeing. This feels like what The Walking Dead has always had the potential to be. And without getting into it too much, I think a very large part of what would make this show better is to simply shorten the seasons to 10 episodes. Yeah, I mean, preach on. We've been talking about that for seasons now. You know, how this is just, there's so much filler in this show that could be cut out. Uh, or at least six episodes a season, or they could just advance the like stop stop the filler and just there's there's plenty there's plenty of plot ready to go. Right, they're just un- and and it's so weird because as you said, unless they've got some kind of hidden sex tape with a goat with Andrew Lincoln, they're only got they're not going to get him for past ten seasons. Oh no, God, no. way. Uh-uh. There's there there's already like too much plot from what I can understand for them to burn through in these la- in, in a hypothetical last three seasons. Mm-hmm. So what are they going to do? I just don't think they I, have any fear know. of blowing yeah. the whole show up and keeping The Walking Dead going and try to build like make a Godfather offer to Enid and Chandler Riggs and like keep keep going. Maybe I mean I heard recently there was um, somebody talking about how the show. Somebody involved in the production, I don't know who it was, I didn't read the whole article, but the headline was that they were saying the show is going to go for 20 seasons. Uh, well, right. Which, you know, I, you look at it and you say, okay, we're in season seven. We're coming to the mm-hmm. end of season seven. Most shows would be ending right now. They would have wrapped up, this would be the series finale. Uh, for even long shows, um, when you think about the shows that are really successful and really just nail it right up to the very end, like a Breaking Bad, like a Wire, right? They have... We're talking about five seasons in those shows. And and also, they knew where they were going. Yeah. Like, I had, yeah. we have an end game. That's why it, this doesn't go for 11 seasons. And but we're two, we're two years past that already. Right. And they're showing no signs of wrapping this thing up. So yeah. I, I would be prepared, yeah, like we've said before, for them to just run this into the ground, um, doing perhaps not even 16, but more episodes as it gets longer. Right. Well, now I like they've it. got they got sixteen episodes of Fear the Walking Dead, a year right? Two, right, which is what you always said. Like, boy, the 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 dilution of an already pretty shallow pool of talent working on these shows is frightening. Yeah. Uh, J.K. says Negan tells Sasha that he has learned that Rick is up to something. Uh, so, who is the snitch? I think we talked about this already. The source, obviously, being Gregory. Uh, I could probably have skipped that one, but I wanted to mention JK. There uh, you go. And Barry C. from the UK says, when the gang got to Alexandria, it was an interesting novelty to come across a community who have managed to avoid violence and the harshness of the apocalypse and was quite well contrasted against our team of badasses. But now with the hilltop and the kingdom both showing that their numbers are horribly untrained, I don't know about the kingdom. I don't think they're untrained. Yeah, they seem like they, they take it pretty serious. Yeah. Uh, he goes on, it's starting to seem really implausible that so many people would have avoided killing at least walkers. Uh, especially when you think of Rick's famous three questions, which seem to have suggested that he, um, that to have survived this long, you almost certainly have killed walkers and people. I know the argument, I, I think he's getting at the, the Gregory hasn't killed anybody. 
or any it walkers. seems it seems like i we were in during a live watch last night i'm like you'd think if you were going to be a post-apocalyptic leader even a sham leader that you'd want to get your hands dirty sometime just to prove that you can do it yeah like how in the world can he be this you know blushing violet or shy violet around zombies at this point yeah, it's like it's it's straight. It, is. That kind it of does leader. seem very weird that he is not in the years since this uh, the, the, and the countless attacks the hilltop has undoubtedly suffered mm-hmm. that he's just hidden his mansion the whole time and come out and been like, oh, good job, guys. Yeah, like they. Then I was in the shower. Him, yeah, you guys really cleaned up, huh? Yeah, man, it's, it's just so so loud in that shower with the water going. <laughs> and I had my shower cap on. It's like uh, rain on a tin roof when that thing's on. Like what? Come on, <laughs> right, right. Uh, Alex F says, "Can't the Walking Dead just try for one damn second to stop ruining the exact running the exact same tropes over and over and over?" It's like they have a spreadsheet checklist in which they simply follow the well-established flow chart. I say that all because uh, that's all this episode was. To wit, Aaron's BF suddenly showing up for a fight, dead, and dead in <laughs> short order, I would definitely assume. He'll get killed in the finale as one of the now-required finale deaths. Great. Basically, at this juncture, we're just waiting for important characters to die. None has a real purpose or any reason why they keep on keeping on. So they do the math, and they see which characters they can afford to axe. In the big finale. Great. Another Walking Dead trite trope. Speaking of doomed gay couples, uh huh. You get any uh sparks off Jesus and Daryl? Uh did they interact this episode? They were setting up the explosions the explosives together. Oh right. Uh no. I yeah. I obviously barely noticed those scenes. Yeah. I, no, you know what I was noticing in those scenes? I was like, man, this is a really coily rope. <laughs> coily fuse or whatever it right. is. Like I, I can see Norman Reedus like actively putting his feet on the coil as he goes by because mm-hmm. it's just so coily mm-hmm. it would all just come right up. Right. It's not going to stay there when he lets no, off it. This no, is a no, prop. No. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so that was all I could notice. Like I feel scenes. like they just handed him like a hundred feet of like whatever stiff wire they got from Home Depot the day, the day of. Yeah. Like it's still in a shrink wrap and one's like, "What the hell am I supposed to do with this? Ah, oh, just bury it." Uh-huh. What? How am I going to do that? It's all coily. So it's like, well, you want me straight out of like a, one of those curly phone? Like, oh god, I'm just realizing it's probably been 15 years since oh. phones have had curly f- phone cords on them. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he says, is there anything we can look forward to in this season's finale? I mean, really, what could it possibly do for us? The start of a war. That's basically the last what the last four episodes have been, anyways. Yeah, I mean, they've been prepping for war. I think. Actually, starting the war would be something, at least. They are an attack literal doomsday preppers. That's what this shows is. They started too late. Yeah, they're, they're not doomsday <laughs> preppers. They're post. What do you call post preparation? <laughs> po. That's a good question. Yeah, like like what's the idea? There's of like, no such thing. But you can't prepare. No, you can post pair. You can just pair. <laughs> you post pair. Yeah, doomsday post pairs. <laughs> Oh, it hit the fan. What yeah. do we do? <laughs> That's it. Like, after this thing fails on AMC, the History Channel will pick it up. Yeah. You know, it'll just be like, you know, uh, post-apocalyptic uh, post-pairs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I saved this one for last because I wanted to. There's a, there's a bit of community news that goes along with Whoa. it. Oh. 
Uh, Matt T says, so they did it again. Most of this season has been garbage, but last night's episode was good. They somehow managed to check in on multiple storylines. And shockingly, because they checked in with multiple storylines, they had to trim the fat and give us a compelling episode. I wonder if you can, if you two can do me a favor and stop podcasting this show. I swear I'm only watching it because you two are podcasting about it. I used to love hearing you two shred the show for what it's become, but now it's become a bit depressing. This show should be good, but it's not, and it's not going to change. I want to stop watching it, and I to do that, I need you to stop podcasting it. <laughs> Can you do that for me? You know, oh, this, this, this is a game. Uh, you guys, you guys don't know, but this has become a game of chicken. Well, are the, are yeah. the hosts going to blink before the listeners do? The community has not blinked because maybe a week ago I would have considered it, but after the astounding news we got uh-huh. about Double Aaron's tattoo. Oh, sh- oh, yeah, we have There's nothing about we can that. do. We haven't talked We're about stuck. that. Yeah, so one of our listeners in the community, Double Aaron, promised. Uh, ba- back what, when what we're was doing the exact save, promise? Back when we're doing a Save the Ball Move campaign, we're right. trying to raise like you know twenty five thousand to because we got we got fucked over on their, our Amazon deal. Yeah, if, if this is all, you know, go to Amazon.BaldMove.com if you want to catch up. Right. But he's like, if we if we get if we get our goal that he'll get a tattoo, a Bald Move tattoo. And we hit it in like a day, yeah, two days or something. Yeah, we 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 smashed it, um, yeah. and and then we get we ended up raising like forty five k, and he came back. I'd forgotten, hadn't heard I, anything. Yeah, yeah, like I, you know, like you know, bets, whatever. Uh, and I didn't, you know, I don't expect, I don't hold people to that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm like that's it's a crazy, silly, yeah. that's that's a crazy thing, and you know, I I, I tell, I don't have a bald, bald move tattoo, but the crazy motherfucker did it. He, uh, in fact, uh, if you're <laughs> in the most if awesome you're in the live recording, and you missed it somehow when we talked about it on lunch. Uh, he, this is a photo of the tattoo that he got. So it's basically me and Aaron at the mics, at, at the microphones, um, as zombies. Yeah, a- and he's got this tattoo on his leg. He showed uh, pictures of it on the forums. Yeah, and it's righteous looking. It's awesome. It's one of the favorite, my favorite things I've yeah. seen. Like you've got a, you've got a screwdriver sticking out of your head. My brain's exposed. Yep. Uh, it's it's in fact we we're kind of wearing uh, the appropriate outfits I think and he has a story to go along with it too he talked about how uh, you know the first podcast he listened to of ours was Watching Dead right uh, and how it kind of got him hooked and everything so I think at this point we're in it for the long haul can you imagine what a dick move would be to announce that you're stopping the show a week after a guy got a tattoo featuring yeah. this particular thing like I just I don't know if I I'm not I'm not I'm not Rick man I can't do I it. can't go into a double A Ron's community and just take everything from him no. And I'm not and Tara. Then, and then, I can't and then, flip and then, the then bird flip, on the way then out. Flip him off. Like yeah. here you go, double A Ron. Woohoo! No. Uh, I can't do it. So no, I in... guess we're stuck and you're stuck, Matt. Sorry, <laughs> we're all locked in here together. Yeah. <laughs> hey, come on, you want to know what? How you want? You want to see how this train wreck comes into the station? I think so. Want to see how many times it flips over? How many lives it destroys? Yeah. Uh, and that's it for feedback. So All right. I think that's it for the episode. If you want to send feedback in, you can do so at watchingdeadatbaldmove.com. Send me an email. I will get it uh, considered for the next show. All right. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time for the finale episode. Until then, enjoy this free clip from last week's episode of Lunch with Jim and Aaron. Uh, Joshua Heater from Omaha said, both are a long way off, but are you looking forward to episode eight or the Han Solo prequel more? Oh, Star Wars. Uh which one am I looking to do more? I kind of want to say episode eight, but on the other hand, 
the guy they got playing Han Solo is pretty good, and Donald Glover yeah, that's the, as Lando is fucking inspired. That's the best draw uh, for all of them. But, yeah, I mean, Episode Eight for sure, is, like, the one that I'm more anticipating. I think... And not for nothing, how are they going to handle Carrie Fisher being gone? That's a good question. Like, there was just a debate I was reading today about whether they should CGI her yeah. or, or uh, recast her, and people were, like, fucking losing their mind about the idea of recasting her. And I'm like, I don't see that as disrespectful at all. Like, she died. Right. It'd be one thing if they're like, oh, she's too fat and old to play Princess Leia. Bring in the hot yeah. 50, you know. Uh, bring in the girl from Parenthood or whatever. Or uh, uh, what's her name from House Cards? Bring in yeah, Robin Wright. Right, bring in Robin. <laughs> so, uh, but she died, and I yeah. feel like the CGI is almost more disrespectful. Oh, you think so? I would. I mean, did anyone? I mean, lose? is it disrespectful to Grand Moff Tarkin to to yeah, Peter I Cushing? Arg- I kind of argued that. Yeah, I didn't like that. I, I would rather see them recast someone with with good makeup and that's that's playing the character. Like, I don't really care. I don't think either is disrespectful. Like, I'm like, I if like, you can make it convincing, go for the CGI. I don't care. When they recast the Oracle and the Matrix, no one lost her mind. Now, I don't think yeah. the new mate the new Oracle was as good. Mm-hmm. They recast Dumbledore when Richard Harris died. I actually prefer the. Michael Gamble, Gamble, is that his name? I actually prefer the new Dumbledore. I mean, what if they had been like, oh, fuck, I guess we just have to CGI Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. And you got his Dobby-looking fuck and a long long beard. Like, I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm all for recasting Carrie Fisher. Find another, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that has the right kind of gravitas and feistiness of the Princess Car- the Leia character. Betty I think, White. I think you get Bring a- out Betty White. But Betty, I would <laughs> love to see Betty White in the general costume. Uh huh. That would be awesome. I'm trying to think of who would be uh, who would be a really good like stand in for Princess Leia. Margot Martindale. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I can see that. That's that's maybe so. That's uh, certainly a, a, a galactic visage to take seriously. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yep. She's giving giving you a glass of blue milk and saying it was in the glass the whole time. Uh, I think they should get a body double and CG the face on. <laughs> of Carrie Fisher? Yeah, the worst of both worlds. <laughs> add insult, or add posthumous insult to injury, but having yeah. the Slave Leia body double. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It's just Leia that's, in the slave costume the whole time. That's disrespecting the memory of Carrie Fisher. That is. If you enjoyed that clip of Lunch with Jim and Aaron, go to club.ballmove.com for lots more premium content.